We photographers are nothing but a pack of crooks, thieves, and voyeurs. We are to be found everywhere we are not wanted. We betray secrets that were never entrusted to us. We spy shamelessly on things that are not our business. And end up the hoarders of a vast quantity of stolen goods. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 200 for, 200. for the end of January 2024. <laughs> 200 flipping episodes. That's a lot. That's, yeah, more than I was expecting to do. And to just get right into it, we've got our, our other fellow unusual collective brothers in light with us. Um, we have uh, Dave Swiduck and Mark Ryerson. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, and we're just getting right into this. We have no plan for tonight. <laughs> I was like, well, what was I going to do for the 200th episode? I was like, I don't really care. Let's, you know, just have more people than me and Ward talking about Trent Park or something. Like hey, that's a fabulous, <laughs> but Trent Park, I mean, come on. He's the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for, 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 um, for being here for 200. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have no plan. Uh, and so if anybody's listening and they're like, uh, these guys are not going to talk about anything, then you guys can hang up and, and we'll just go into it. Ward has got his beer or whatever he's drinking. It's a beer flavored beverage. Yes. Beer <laughs> um, and, you know, what was the last time we did this? Uh, it was episode 100. We also had a few people on, but I never thought we'd make it. I, that's not true. I mean, I, I didn't think I would keep doing this for this long. So, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment, though. I mean, considering especially you do it what twice a month. Twice a month. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. So that's hats off to you guys on that. Now, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put you guys right on the spot then. Okay. Out of the 200 episodes, <laughs> they're both well, like they're both shaking their heads. Coming. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was your least favorite? Oh, it it, it can't be this one yet. <laughs> yeah, it, well, this this one it, it could be. You can answer at the end. The least favorite. No. Oh shoot! Uh damn. What was the least favorite episode? That is a good question. Well, I can answer like you know, the hardest ones to get through. That one's pretty easy okay, to answer. You, you, maybe, you, yeah, go ahead. Because I'm, well, when we lost one? Elizabeth, right? Like those were hard. Yeah. Those were hard. That was. It was. Yeah. There was one or one or two there where, you know. Yeah. But there was. It was. You know, they were worth doing, and and I think you were very generous in sharing your feelings about about your place in life and about. Elizabeth, and so, and we got lots of feedback from people who, again, think of Bart uh, Buchatz, uh specifically, who thanked us for that for that prod, for that podcast. Right, I remember uh, he uh, he got on and specifically talked about that to his audience. Yeah, and yeah that was maybe not the least 
favorite, and I but I get what you're saying. It was the most difficult, and it was a, it was a challenge to think about uh, actually doing the show. Mm-hmm. But and I think I actually did a couple of shows where I re- did it on rerun. Right, I think there might have been one or two, mm-hmm. which because it was right after. But to to con- to to do this show consistently and and I could have at least that as an anchor that was what that was very helpful mm-hmm. so yeah uh, I do remember that so yeah does that is that is that a good enough answer to you? it's your show <laughs> I just threw something out to get you guys talking <laughs> that's all <laughs> uh yeah the least favorite show jeez I don't know and you know I can go back until uh, you know uh when Tom and I were doing the episodes too but I can't really think of that. Tom and I did a bunch. I mean, we mm-hmm. he went up to he went up to fifty, at least fifty, mm-hmm. before uh, we signed off uh, because he moved. And mm-hmm. So, but we always had a good time. Actually, I think the, the some of the least were my first episodes because we were yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, as as you know, just any first episodes are like mm-hmm. we were literally doing it in his basement, right? Mm-hmm. Not his mom's basement, but you know. <laughs> No meat. We were in his, yeah. I know we were in his basement sharing a microphone, and the you can really hear the room, and it Mm. it was just like let's do a podcast, just like everybody else does. Let's do a podcast, and we started doing it. And I I I can't listen to the I won't listen to those shows. I won't listen to those (laughs) first ones. It's like how how we how we got some traction after that was was is beyond me. But yeah, those first like maybe ten or something like that. <laughs> I mean, they had spunk and, and and nothing to do with our talent, you know. Right. I think I think I think Tom, actually, Tom was really good because he's a pastor. He was really good at speaking, uh, in you know, in front of uh, the microphone and stuff like that. And and he had a lot of good things to say. But uh, I was more concerned about bad sound and sounding like we were <laughs> literally in a basement. You know? That's what I'm in. I'm in a basement. So am I, <laughs> or as I like to call it now, Ice Station Zebra. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hid my my rafters with bookshelves, though, Lord. That's all I did. Well, that's yeah, that's, just that'll work. Spruced it up. Behind this is just rock wall basement. That's all. <laughs> my son put a light fixture up that uh, does a whole bunch of different color effects and stuff. I'm not going to oh, bore you with it. And, and we're not seeing this because no, I I don't know because yeah, I can't find the remote among other things oh. in this rabbit warren that is my son's desk. So yeah. So what about Sorry. instead of least favorite? Because that's kind of a mean question, of course. What would you say are some of the the topics or, or photographers or episodes where you wish you had remembered or, or maybe in the moment gone a different direction, uh, something you want to revisit, go a little deeper on. And this is a, a, maybe a look for the next hundred. Like, are there, are there some subject matters, some photographers, some, some different things that you want to go revisit, go deeper on? I'll let Ward go first. Uh, stuff I want to revisit. <laughs> I I'd like us to have more guests because um, they're they're always inspiring. It doesn't matter, you know, what kind of artist they are. Um, is always inspiring, and and it's 
it's good for us, I think, as hosts, certainly for me, to actually sit down, put the research in, and look at the work and think about their work and formulate some questions or at least an idea about what that person is about so that you can seem intelligent <laughs> during, <laughs> during the conversation. I don't want to say interview because I think we kind of resist that. It's not like us drilling mm -hmm. someone to get information out of them. It's more of a sharing. So, no, it's good. And what else? I don't know. I, I think I get I get the biggest enjoyment out of profiling other photographers. Yeah, I do too. I mean, there's, there's, I, I've got this list as long as my arm of people who I want to have on the show, and and then people who have actually said they want to be on the show. Like I've already asked them, and it's and part of this is just getting my act together and finding a time where you know we can all coordinate. And actually, Ward, since you've switched your, since you have a more normal work schedule now, mm -hmm. that seems more possible uh so <laughs> we're having some we're having some struggles here on one side sorry mark i'm sorry this is all going weird here i don't know if you're hearing echoes and stuff but we're trying this new system here called Squadcast, and so we're trying to see all of our faces and stuff and so it it there's a few little bugs, but anyway. It looks like, yeah, the, um, just to say, it looks like the video of uh, someone recording a plane crashing. Is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> One of the passengers, it's like, we're going down, we're going down. Yeah, there goes, there goes the window. Yeah. The window's popped up. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. It's not a Boeing airplane, is it? No, no. Anyway, yeah, uh, I want to talk to photographers too. And, and actually, by doing that and interviewing, I get my interview skills I mean, mm -hmm. interviewing, but like really just talking and, and pulling stuff out of people uh, because that that's kind of what I'm into this for. I mean, we, we when we started the show, I think our first guest that we had on, Tom and I, was someone that he knew uh, who's uh, one of the photographers that's a uh, photojournalist. Uh, his name was Ron Haviv, and he was the first... Uh, person that we got to talk to and i was really excited when we had that and when when we were done i was i was just on a high about that and I, you know you know i've heard so many different podcasts with other people talking you know and interviewing other photographers and i was like well who, who am i to do this and once i did it i was like hey it was me i got to, <laughs> i got a chance to talk to i got a chance to talk to ron you know and right and hear about his uh his stories about uh the former yugoslavia and stuff like that and and even just Talking to people who, um, who I want to say, were not like you know, Iran Haviv, like someone who's well known, like people who I found through my Instagram account, and just uh, even uh, my friend Alex Ford, who's in uh, the UK. You know, he's he's just a guy who's a photographer who uh, he was a soldier and then and 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 then came over and, and started doing a photography business. You know, like just the bread and butter people too, um, is a great experience. So, I want to I want to find more people. And there's a part of me that would say, well, can we do can I do more than two shows a month? But you know, given that Ward is giving me his time, 
uh, in such a generous way. I don't want to, I can't push that. You know, he's got a life too. And so, you know, um, although I guess I could, I could do it on my own. No, I don't want to do it on my own. I, I like, I'm, I'm so glad that Ward joined, um, joined me on the show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was around the time where I was kind of thinking, cause you had done the show solo for a period of time and thinking, you know, maybe I should, and maybe I should, should think about doing something like that or, or being on, creating a podcast or doing something and then the planets kind of aligned and then the opportunity came up and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. And it's keeping my head in photography on a week, you know, a bi-weekly cadence anyway, especially in the wintertime when I'm not working at all. You know, I don't, uh, I don't do too much winter work, although my son has got me out here a couple of times this fall and before we got the cold weather. Um, we've been out three or four times and that's good. And then I've had this, this project last fall uh, with, with the women. So, you know, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, this is a, a nice, I'm kind of finding it a foundation in my creative life, actually, doing this, thinking about it, going through my books. Uh, sometimes, uh, uh, when the show's over, uh, Antonio and I share whatever's going on, the offshoots from the conversation we had during the show and I'm showing off books to the webcam. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, um, yeah. And, and I'm looking at the book and saying, geez, I really wish I had that one. Yeah. And then ne <laughs> next week we see Antonio sharing in the discord. Yeah. Look, yeah. look what I got. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually I do want to do more about books as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because one of the things I, when I, when I talk to my students and I think it's really important and I think Ward, you're the, you're kind of what brought this back into, uh, my circle here is, is the, the act of, you know, I don't blame you for me buying the books, but I realize that that's one wonderful way to, for me to, dive into photography again on my own. You know, I could sit here and, mm -hmm. and, and look at books. And so I always tell my students now, it's like, if you want, really want to improve your photography, really just go, go to a bookstore, go to a library, find, pull out random photography books, you know, and, and I really try to get them to do that because I am really striving me crazy that they think photography is, you know, Instagram, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and so, uh, spending time with books, you know, and we've, we've, Warren and I have bounced around some ideas about how to actually do it on video, yeah. So that we can uh, we can talk about it, maybe not a review, but use it as sort of use the book as a prompt to either talk about the photographer or just photography in general. And we we I think if we can give that a try this year, mm -hmm. that would be kind of cool. But it would also allow us to share books that uh, we neither one of us have. Like I know Warren, I think you yeah. got a much larger collection of books than I do, but it'd be kind of cool to like sit down and see your book and, and, and flip through it with you mm -hmm. while we're talking about it. And of course that's always tricky as a podcast, right? Because we're talking about visuals. Well, in a, in an audio format, you do have that handy dandy street shots, Substack newsletter. And that's true. They do <laughs> take video. You can post video right in the newsletter. And so that you could do the audio and just plug it. Hey, this is a special for our newsletter subscribers. Go see the visuals to go with it. Oh, Makes it right. easy. 
Not That's not to plan option. your podcast. I no, mean, we're looking for I'm ideas. Just listening, but this the, is the, the idea pops. Exactly. This is the we'll get ideas. You know. Yeah. That's what the show's all about. Yeah. I say it selfishly uh, because I love listening to you guys talk about the books and the photographers and your deep dives, and I learn so much because you guys know I don't have the I guess you'd say I don't want to say formal photography training history. I mean, I'm I'm definitely someone that picked it up, came to it late in life, and just read a lot of website uh, websites and books and a lot of podcasts and things. Just tried to learn as much as I could on my own. And I'm continually learning about these names that I never knew anything about from you guys. And I love it so much. So, you know, selfishly, I'm just saying there's, there's an avenue for you guys to, <laughs> to share it, but I will gladly listen whenever you put it up. But that's funny because I think most people that I know don't have formal photography yeah. education. You know, uh, if if our other uh, unusual was here, Keith Keith mm-hmm. Goldstein, who just joined us, uh, we we both went to actually we both went to School of Visual Arts, but it like it's rare to find mm-hmm. you know people these days who actually went to a full schooling right. and, and stuck with it. There's a lot of people who, who went to schooling and, and didn't stick with photography yeah. and now like doing other things. So I, I should but, I should probably clarify when I say like a, a photography formal education, whatever you want to call it, I don't mean necessarily so much a school, but I where I'm at up here in northern Minnesota, I mean even to this day, I don't have a bookstore I can go to that I could buy a photography hmm. book. And so I didn't have access to any of that till when did I start shooting? Boy, it's been 20 years or so now, 15 years, somewhere in there, early 2000s. And it was only once the internet got bigger and I could order on Amazon or, you know, when I travel and stuff, I'd find books. But my, that, that's the that's the side I mean where a lot of these names I hear you guys talk about, it's uh, instant, all right, let's see what we can find, <laughs> you know, looking at the <laughs> images because a lot of them I have no idea. Some of them I surprise myself and say, oh, I recognize that picture. I didn't, I didn't know that was a photographer, but... Mm. You know, you you get you kind of surprise yourself where things stick in your mind where you've seen them a time or two or maybe more, and who knows where that comes from. But well, you're kind of reminding me when I was younger, like it was like a treasure hunt. Like, uh, yeah, well, I found this picture, and then you you try and figure out where it came from, who shot it. Right. Uh, I love that. I mean, we've all got our different ways of uh, of discovering Mm. discovering photographs and photographers. Well, Ward, I got to give you some credit, a lot of credit, actually, because my diving back into photo history and just all the photographers who I'm enjoying now, I really didn't, I'm going to say didn't access, but didn't really, it wasn't, they weren't floating around in my circles in my mm-hmm. mind. I didn't have as many books and stuff like that. And, you know, again, I was coming, remember, I came from commercial photography, and so I wasn't really thinking about that. And I was sort of, like, sometimes when I'm in that world, I'm not, thinking about the the history of it or the you know I, I i may not be saying this right yeah but i'm seeped in photography in a commercial way and i'm not necessarily and this is just me i'm not saying this is the way things go it's just mm-hmm. like i'm trying to make money or i'm trying to figure stuff out and i'm not going to museums or picking up books all the time and when i could stop doing that is when I can start thinking about photography as more of an art form and then oh right these people these photographers who these names I remember, you, you sort of, and mm. we've known each other now for a little while, yeah. right? And I think when um, I first uh, met you, I think uh, you you were already talking about uh, 
certain books and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, right, these, these guys are coming back on my radar again. These photographers are coming back on my radar. So I, gotta, I do have to give you some credit for that. Well, thanks. I um, mean, I came from my earliest study in photography, like when my mom started getting me these books, um, it was, it was basically history. It was the time life guys giving you guys and girls giving you history of photography. And there's, you know, uh, hero, the, the, uh, Japanese photographer, Paul Fusco, mm, yeah, Leonard yeah. Freed, Gary Winogrand, um, you know, the names are endless, you know, mostly Americans. There's a bias towards American photographers, but that's fine. That's what I studied. That's what, what interested me and what was in front of me. So, um, and I, and I have to say maybe kind of derailing the conversation for a little bit, we talked about the, <laughs> the podcasts that, uh, were difficult or that we didn't like the ones we really liked. And that I come to love now is when we were sitting at your dining room table together mm. in your apartment, um, Antonio. And, and you know, I'm in it's my first visit to New York. We're walking in the footsteps of the great street photographers of New York. And, um, you know, we did this uh, whole thing. I'm really huge on time travel. We know this from previous, you know, <laughs> podcasts of walking in the footsteps of Winogrand at the entrance to the, uh, to the Central Park Zoo and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, doing that. And I got my first, my first real kind of photograph of street photograph of that family sitting on the bench, which was like an homage, as much of an homage as I could possibly provide to Winogrand in a place where, you know, he was a few steps away. So hmm. that, that connection, that human connection, not only to my friend Antonio, but to the location and to the, the practice of photography, whatever it is, whether you like my work or not, or whether I like my work or not, it's like, <laughs> you're kind of, you're steeping yourself in it and that inspiration and feeling that you're really doing something that's important to yourself, whether or not people, and people like, like that picture. And I'm, I'm happy that people are happy that they like some of my pictures, but just the act of being there and, and doing it was really, uh, was really important, meaningful to me. Um, so that's, you know, that, that, that's where, uh, and, and it, and it's funny cause it, it lines up with, and I think I mentioned it either on the pod, the last podcast we recorded there in New York or, uh, the first podcast after where I said, you know, a lot of my creative life was kind of lining me up to be ready for that trip to New York. Right. It was like, that was an important, important thing, you know, looking at these old pictures of New York from the sixties and seventies and trying to put myself there and studying the map as best I could before I went and <laughs> then walking up, Oh, this is, you know, this is the corner of X and Y and here's where this train station, this is where I get out and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like, in a way, never having been there, but trying to make myself not a tourist, make myself travel and be there and create there like I was a local. Um, and that's what I've, you know, what I've tried to do. So, but anyway, that's, that's that. I don't know if that answered a question or did I just completely derail everything? You said that you, you, you warned us that you were getting Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's Canadian in me, eh? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, thinking about, you know, going back a, a, a little ways and realizing how I met all of you guys um, and everybody who's on the uh, on the on our server, our Discord server, through uh, Sid and Mac on uh, Shutter Time, and how they were sort of the they were the central right. I met Ward. I met you through them somehow. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I think we did. Mark and I did the rodeo book on Sid yeah. and Mac. Yeah, Shutter Time. Yeah. Yeah, and so that they're sort of the the uh, seed of 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 some of of this of what's going on today. I think is a sort of a continuation. So I do want to acknowledge both mm. of them for having done that show and then putting us all together and then starting our our you know Discord and our uh, our our collective and and now like you know consider all you guys my friends. Yeah. Even though I've mm. only met one of you. No, I've met Mac in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I met, of course, Ward in person, but I haven't met any of you guys in person. Yeah. And it and it doesn't matter because we've we've got such a good connection uh, in terms of what we do in our, our photography and how we uh, connect with each other on our on our um, <laughs> unusual collective, as it were. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's nice for me to 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 go down that path a little bit and and, and realize how much um, both. All or all you guys have affected me in terms of looking at things differently. I think we've accomplished, you know, we're accomplishing what the collective was meant to do is to create this small environment where we could um, resonate with our work. And even though we all do different styles, but we have a common um, sort of objective perhaps artistically or you know uh expressively we want to we want to do this stuff not in a vacuum but um and i i'm just I'm, of course i'm speaking for myself but maybe i'm speaking for everybody as well and uh you know i'm i'm sort of moving the conversation <laughs> a different way but you know part of part of what i like that we've done and i i talk to people in again, I go back to my classes. I, by the way, I'm I'm I think I'm gonna just want I want to be a teacher. So I'm enjoying teaching and stuff like that. And I'll tell you a little bit about it if I remember to tell you about a class I just had the other day. But you know, trying to get people to recircle their make their circles a lot smaller, mm-hmm. and the um, benefits of having like we've got what eight people or seven people in our group. I can't remember now. Having that small interesting group of people who we might expand slowly as we've had a couple people come in but um having a creative pool of people to go to outside of the rest of the noise is uh, is a sort of a i'm grateful for that and it's a privilege to to um to have it with you guys and uh so anyway i, did, I totally went in a different direction <laughs> I had to look something up just quick because what you were saying reminds me a lot. I, I I read a ton, you know, and that's kind of been a lot of my focus lately. But it, it made me think of guys like uh, J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. and um, Williams. The the guys back then they had their their author group, their literary group. They called the Inklings, mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember the name for oh. sure. But our little group reminds me a lot of that, where you know it's a fairly small group and. You know, everyone's doing kind of their own things. There's some commonality, some, you know, overlapping styles here and there. 
but through the core of it, like even when there's, I don't want to, I, I'm going to say the word disagreements. I don't mean it like arguing, but I mean like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't really like yeah. that shot or, you know, I love it or whatever. When there's those kinds of discussions happening, there's always this through line where it's like, there's a feeling, I don't know how to put it without it sounding super <laughs> fluffy, but it's like a feeling where everyone, you know, we're, you're, we're open, we're free to really express how we're really thinking about this thing, whatever it might be that we're discussing, but also like we've all got each other's backs in a way yeah. where, you know, there's, there, there's not a mean spirited, um, what you'd run into on, on Twitter. You know, you say something on, on main social media and oh man, what a mess it could yeah. be. But yeah, here it's like, there's a, I guess a desire for every one of us when we're having these discussions, kind of like a, uh, a chasing down of seeking understanding you know, mm-hmm. of, of, okay, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, why do you think that, you know, that kind of thing, where there's a genuine desire to to want to learn and see things how we're all seeing things, you know, even though it's all from different viewpoints and everything else. And that's that's what I think is so cool about this, this little group we've had going for a while now, is that there's just, I think we've said it before, it's like a safe space, you know. Yeah. It's the internet off the internet we have, I think it's, you refer to it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also kind of like for for those of us old enough to know how the internet started. Yeah, it it has that uh, for me that feel. I remember when I started. I mean, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but I started on a service called Genie. Mm-hmm. You remember that yeah. word? Yeah, you guys remember that? Yeah, and it was CompuServe and Genie. <laughs> I'm really dating myself, but you know, it wasn't like an open forum. You had to find a couple of people, and I ended up making friends with like two or three people. And I mean, at that point, some of it was gaming. I recall, but others was just a, a, um, a small network in New York, this place called Panix, P-A-N-I-X.com. Hmm. And uh, it was one of the original sort of networking bulletin board places that had a real community feel to it. And it was small. It was a small group uh, of people. And and this is, as you were saying this, it was just reminding me of that. And then, of course, everything explodes and everybody goes crazy. Uh, after a while, but to to circle back, Dave is is to to and also to bring back in photography. Like for instance, mm-hmm. um, there was a commercial. I can't remember what it was for. It was for some insurance company, which all right, wonderful. But <laughs> <laughs> the the commercial was great because what it would do is it would show somebody walking down the street, and they they were they're looking at somebody else, and that other person is doing something like cleaning up the leaves on someone else's yard or picking up someone else's garbage and they and they're looking at it and then you see that person go off and then do something to help somebody else and then someone is watching that person helps and this is like chain of people who are paying attention to other people and then sort of playing it forward towards that and I, and I feel that in our group and as a sort of a specific thing Dave, when we started talking about, I think you said, when Ward and I were talking about liminal yeah. imagery mm-hmm. and how we, or at least how I think I went back and, and said, I wonder if this is the kind of photo- like the photography that you're doing. Yeah. Like it finally has, I mean, I don't want to put it into a category, yep. but there was something that resonated mm. between the idea of limo- lim- liminal <laughs> images, or liminal spaces, I should say, excuse me, right. and, and the imagery that you were doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I mean, I'd like you to talk about that too, because so we can get back into photography a little bit, but, but yeah. that's kind of what was good. That's going on in our tight little group is mm-hmm. that 
we're finding these connections between each other and sort of feeding off each other. And so mm -hmm. you're sending me information yeah. or your ideas about liminal spaces and it's getting me to think about, mm -hmm. oh, what is that like in, in the city and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So anyway, I want you to talk about this. Well, yeah, thing, I mean. This thing that you're you're coming up with. I, I had heard that term before, you know, liminal spaces and, and things like that. I I never really knew what it was. I see the hashtag on Instagram for quite a while now, but never paid that much attention. And when you guys started talking about it and you had uh, tagged me in, in Discord and said, hey, I think a lot of the stuff you're doing might fit into this thing. You should look into it. And I started looking a little more and I was, I was blown away. Like, yeah, so much of what I shoot feels like whatever they're describing here. Now, don't ask me to describe what it is because I still feel like on one hand, I think... I get it. On the other hand, I'm not positive I do, like what qualifies, what doesn't. And I don't think it needs to fit into a box. Um, you know, I think it's it's more of a, a feeling that it goes for. And I mean, a lot of the work I shoot, I live in very small rural community, um, back roads, dirt roads in the woods and things like that. And a lot of what I shoot, I don't do street photography like what you guys would do, you know, in, in the bigger cities and stuff, because we just don't have it. You know, I could walk our main street. I mean, right now it's winter, so obviously very mm. easy there. But um, even in the summer when it's busy, I could walk main street and maybe see five people, you know, just depending on the time of day because there's just not the people. So a lot of my photos tend to be kind of these empty places where, you know, humanity is there. It's present, but there's no people. So it's like that, that little bit of a, I don't know, in-between space. And then... I had found this other term, I've been thinking about it, and I still don't know quite where I land, but I had sent you a, a link to a, another term uh, known as a palimpsest. And I had heard this a number of years ago through a, a fiction podcast of all things, but it's kind of the idea, if you think about if you had a, uh, a, a journal or a piece of paper where you wrote something in pencil and then erased it and then wrote over it again, there's still kind of the, the echoes of what was there before. Mm. And to me, in my mind, there's something turning around there where I feel like the idea of liminal sp spaces, that in between, you know, the, the moment before something's happening, the moment just after, you know, when, when things are just kind of up in the air, um, maybe a little more introspective, I guess you could say, you know, you're, mm. you're kind of with yourself, you're just in that, that space alone. And the idea that everything you're looking at there was something there already. And maybe we see or hear those echoes of it. You know, I think of it a lot because I, I enjoy photographing places where, you know, maybe you've got an old gate that just shows up randomly in the woods. You know, there used to be a road there. There used to be something there of, of humankind, mankind's creations, but nature is reclaiming it. And those kinds of spaces, I, I've always been fascinated by when you find those kind of oddities that, like that because... I don't know, something that just draws me to it. But then I think about these two ideas together and it's like, well, there's that, that echo of the past. There's these things working together. And this is something that I haven't figured out what it means yet for me, but it's after hearing you guys talk about it. And then I wrote a little post on my, uh, my new, my newsletter. And, um, I just, it, it's an idea that won't leave me. I keep thinking about mm. it and keep kind of, I don't want to say wrestling with it, but, kind of poking it from different angles, like, well, what is this? What is that? 
what if I look at it from this way? What does that mean? You know, and how can that apply to photography or writing or any of it? So it's it's been, I don't know, kind of a really strange. I don't. I I hate to use the word enlightening, but kind of because I never thought of my work like that till you guys described it that way. It's funny the but way it's, the way you're you're because I had an experience very similar last year when I went yeah. to visit that farmyard where I spent some of my teenage years, and the whole yeah. thing about. You know, one of the pictures I took when just before I left the yard was the prairie wants her back was the name of the picture. And it was this house falling into decrepitude uh, with the the roof just starting to bow a little bit. It'll be a while before it collapses, but it's just like it's going to be gone at some point. Right. And so that part of what you're doing resonates with me completely. And so I definitely get that. Uh, and yeah, and the feelings are complex. Like the, yeah. you, I used to walk around here. I used to sleep in this bedroom. I used to do this. I used to, you know, and, um, it's very, uh, I, I don't know if you find any real meaning out of it, but it's certainly mm -hmm. an interesting exercise. It, 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 it allows you to visit other parts of your life, I guess is one way. Well, I think in terms of meaning, I think you're right. I don't know that it like, I don't know that it's defining anything that I'm going to set out and do like a new project or something like that. But where I do think it's giving meaning is in the ability to look at, you know, so many of the the photos I'll take that I'm like, yeah, it's a street I see all the time. To me, it feels very routine. It feels very mm -hmm. like, yeah, I see this a thousand times, but I like the way the light is, or I like this or that. And I can't always put a finger on why I took that picture, you know, why I stopped in that moment to capture that scene. But this kind of, at least at the very least, gives you a little bit of a different viewpoint, or me at least, mm. where I can look at it and go back through the Lightroom catalogs and start looking at work that I've done over the years and say, well, what's what's going on here? You know, it gives you, a, a if anything, a, a starting point to start figuring out what really made me take that photo in the first place. Which, I mean, not for, not that it's nothing, but to me that's at least valuable meaning in that sense, you know, from mm -hmm. giving you a starting point, or me a starting point, I should say, because oftentimes I'll look through my catalog and it's just kind of like, you know, I, I remember when I took it, I remember the day, I remember my thoughts tied to it, but I often can't put a finger as to why I stopped to make that photo or how it connects to anything mm -hmm. else I've done. And I think that's what it's thinking about this stuff has given me at least a lens to start looking at some of this stuff a little differently, you know, in a, in a back catalog where I'll be honest. I mean, when the podcasting took over for me, cause I've been doing it now, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. And I, I did a ton of it and I do a lot of writing and all that stuff. And I still shoot, but I find that I'm not posting and I'm not sharing my work as much anymore for some reason. I'm just not a, Huge fan of Instagram. You know, I just, I got sick of shouting into the void and kind of felt like, oh, who cares? Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, I, I want, I, I enjoy making the photos. I enjoy just feeling the camera in my hands, but I don't feel a, a push to have to post things all the time, which has been, you know, both refreshing and also kind of frustrating because it's like, well, why am I, what am I going to do with this then? You know, why am I shooting? But it's just, <laughs> it's because I enjoy it. But, this at least helps give me a, a little bit of a viewpoint into things and say, well, 
let's look at this. You know, here's something I hadn't really considered before. So that I mean, to me, that's valuable, I guess. Yeah. But it's, everyone's how, how mileage. How long have you been vary. writing for? How long have you been writing for? Uh, Longer than photography? I mean, huh? Longer than photography? Yeah. Or about the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I started writing. I mean, really in high school. Um, I had a fantastic English teacher that, I mean, he set me down the <laughs> down the path of loving fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. By you know, this was in like seventh grade, but you know the the standard you know Hobbit and, and stuff, and then we went from there. But he also was just uh, amazing in the sense where he really encouraged us to explore. He gave us the tools, and most of that stuff I've forgotten as far as like technical you know lessons on writing that's been too long ago but just the love for being able to put you know words on a page in in as a way to even if it's just journaling verbalize something that even if it's not to another person I can't figure out a way to say in my head and so yeah I, I mean my first it's it probably started with in in high school just you know journals and stuff like that and then uh, blogs started Geez, way back early, like two thousand ninety nine, somewhere in there. Whenever my first mm. blog was, and I've I've basically written on you know on a fairly steady basis ever since then, various topics and stuff. But yeah, but you weren't um, uh, writing because you wanted to share with people. You're doing it Mm-mm. for yourself, more or less, and then you just right. ended up finding, oh well, yeah. we can now share and stuff like that. So yeah, it's so. I mean. It, well, yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, you were talking about photographing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, why? And I'm not saying you're not doing this, but like, why mm-hmm. not treat photography in the same way? Like, yeah, you're doing it for yourself, and a good yeah, point. maybe you share it, but it's not the you know, you know, you say you get frustrated because you're throwing out in the void. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's not it's not for them; it's for you. Right. right? That's so something. Same thing uh, with writing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely need. To continually remind myself of that, um, yeah. you know, it's in in even. I mean, if we want to talk about th- this, sounds I I don't think this highly of myself, but I'm going to use a word here that'll make it sound that way. But <laughs> we think of our legacy when we're gone, and I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have talked about it before too. I don't anticipate like oh, I'm going to die. Someone's going to look at my photos, and suddenly I'm the next Vivian Meyer. You know, that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have kids. You know, and I have a wife and I have family and my kids will hopefully have grand, you know, kids by the time I, I'm gone. And at least even just for them, there's that legacy of here's something this crazy old man in our family created, you know, someday. <laughs> you know, that's that's my dream is like yeah, yeah. when I'm dead and gone, I, I want to have like massive bookshelves. I'd love to have just tons of these old journals, you know, full of all my random thoughts of whatever's going on photos and you know stuff like that all of it so that they can spend days and weeks and years kind of going through it and going wow that's not what I thought he was like you know like I knew him he was my dad he was my whatever but this is a side of him the, the this inner working different, that different level different dimension yeah, yeah. that we never yeah. really got to see. you know I, I try and share that they know my kids know I do this stuff all the time and they like kids you know they're they're what 13 and 15. So I get a lot of eye rolls. <laughs> You're doing that again. Uh, my daughter hates when I post stories and stuff on Instagram because she sees them and she's like, oh, that's so embarrassing. But it's like, you know, someday 
you'll look I, I hope they, they look back at some of this stuff and they're like, Oh of wow, course, yeah. Of course they will. They you know yeah. we we all are like that, you know, looking right. back at stuff. I mean I kinda wish that you know, not to get any uh sad thing going on, sure. but I don't have anything left over from my father. Yeah. Who was a photographer other than like a, a hand a handful of pictures literally mm-hmm. in a contact sheet. And there's family stories going around about what happened to his images. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have access to any of that. I don't know where it went or whatnot. And, you know, I didn't necessarily care about this when I was young. I mean, although I, I ended up becoming a photographer, not because he was a photographer, it just it, it was the way things happened. Yeah. But when I started getting interested in that stuff and, and realizing I can't, find his work you know mm-hmm. and so i i anticipate that the you know they may roll their eyes now but at some <laughs> point the the legacy stuff is gonna you know it's gonna have meaning because it has meaning to you from what yeah. you found from your history or ward mm-hmm. you right like going into your history and stuff like that that stuff becomes important and then it becomes part of the you know the story of humanity you know your little piece of it is somehow fitting into the giant puzzle of 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 humanness and, and 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 the world and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's kind of the reasons I think we all. I mean, there's a that part of that why we why we want to photograph, not because we want to get the thumbs up on social media right. or stuff like that. That's that stuff is all. I I and I and I don't want to diss it. Like again, I I talk to my students because they're the only group of people I get to talk to now about stuff, and I get to say, you know, you see this gray and beard, and you see the fact that I got no hair. That means I'm old. <laughs> And that means I've got a lot of opinions. I tell them, you know, and 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 telling them about social media. By I said I don't want to diss it and stuff like that. I use it and whatever. But you know, we we have to remember that that stuff was sort of imposed on us. It just sort of naturally or unnaturally evolved, and we're trying to fit ourselves into something that is someone else's idea of how we should, you know, share work or be part of a larger story which is not necessarily true because Mm -hmm. those of us who were in photography before social media realized we were doing photography without having to i mean it'd be great to have a show and have a book but Mm -hmm. vast majority of us were like vivian meyer we would take pictures and store them away and and we did it for the love of it or 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 whatnot so i'm not sure where i'm going with this but i just wanted it's like there's this there's this uh uh, connection between like wanting to be creative and realizing that we can only do that for ourselves. And mm-hmm. if someone, if other people enjoy it, that's fine. If other people don't enjoy it, that's also fine. Uh, and actually I was wondering that if now that you, Dave, know or have this idea of a category or that you're, that, oh yes, my picture sort of, synchronize with that might that change you and how you photograph because now you have some sort of awareness um, of that there's a name perhaps or, or a, a pigeonhole that your photography I, i'm not saying that's what it does but i'm just right you know what i mean i think if it were a, another category if you will i could see that happening where uh-huh. um I'm trying to think of a, another type, you know, like, oh, you know, if, if the category I was in was suddenly people 
you know, started viewing my work as, oh, you're the guy, you're the Wes Anderson style photographer, let's just say, <laughs> you know, something like that. That might, but the fact with this liminal spaces and this, this palimpsest idea, the fact that I can't even fully understand myself if I understand it, if that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. I mean, the category's there. I think it's more of something I look at after when my, you know, I've, I'm looking through the images after I shoot or whatever it is. I think it's something I look at more then versus when I'm in the process of shooting or making the work, if that makes sense. Personally, I can't fully define what that category is like if if i if someone asked me oh liminal spaces photography give me an example of of five photos that do that i mean Mm -hmm. maybe i could think of you know like oh maybe an empty hallway or but even that's kind of generic and I, i guess i don't know you know so it's it's i think i think i'm okay on that side i don't know that it'll that it will color the the type of work I'm shooting because I just shoot what's here because this is where I live and if anything it might urge me to want to try and document more of this place you know and the changes and you Mm -hmm. guys even in talking about the the just general photography and stuff um, outside of that category if you will is something I've I've definitely felt pushed to do and I, I talk with my dad every day and we talk about you know, stories from when he was younger and how his, you know, hometown where my kids go to school and where he grew up, you know, oh, there used to be a grocery store over there and this was here and and how much it's changed even since I was a kid. And so there's definitely, I think, a little more of an awareness of that, but outside of that, nothing, nothing really, I think. I I really like what you're saying about um, how you're not sure what it is you're creating at the time, like with this liminal liminal project, if you want to call it that. I really think that really speaks to something is that you're doing something you don't fully understand. I think that's where the real growth happens, right? It's sort of like you're on a, you're on the edge of something. I want to do this, but I don't really get what it is. And you like what comes out of it. I love that. I love the idea of that because it's so much better than whether it's truly the, the, the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts. It's a hackneyed phrase, but it could be that it's just the fact that you want to go this direction and that you get, it's unexpected. And that, that is where some of the real meaning I think comes out of creativity in art in general, not just in photography, anything where you're doing something that's compelling, that's giving you something you don't initially understand or maybe never right. understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love, I, I just wanted to say, I really like the idea of that. Wow. Thanks. I mean, I, I think I just, I love the mm-hmm. idea of being willing to just step out into that river and explore, you know, see where it's going to take you. Cause I have no clue, you know, and, and like you say, I'm just jumping in, but I love the idea of, you know, constantly learning something new. I mean, you guys were talking about it earlier and I was, I was trying to think of how to put it, but Ward, you were talking about, you know, kind of almost the feeling of being a historian of some sorts with the photographers you studied and mm-hmm. learning these things through Time Magazine and, and all of that stuff, and then being able to somehow, you know, translate that into, oh, I was walking in this space, I did this, and you're just kind of, 
towing that line between being a bit of a historian, a bit of a, a student at all times, but also being willing to just throw caution to the wind and jump into the stream and say, okay, so I've got this knowledge I've learned. I keep learning more. Let's apply it and see where it goes. I love that idea. Yeah, I think there's and, a maturity. There's a maturity yeah. that happens. Part of it is age. Uh, I think if I were younger and I was still, uh, you know, in that study, I'm studying all the time, but and, and <laughs> yeah, that, who are you it's like, oh, let's get? just pick one of grand. <laughs> and so let's say I would be in my late 20s, or early 30s, walking around the zoo there and listening, doing the same thing Antonio and I were doing where we were looking at the actual picture where, you know, Winogrand stood when he took this particular image. And um, a younger self, a younger me would go, I would have to try and emulate Winogrand. I would have to, right. I didn't have confidence in my own technique or my own eye. And it was really until my 50s before I said, oh, I figured out that, oh, whether or not I think I have a style, that's more for you guys to decide, I think, whether or not I have a style. Yeah. But for me, uh -huh. the creation uh -huh. of it was like, I'm just, I'm going to do this. I know how I'm going to set the camera up. I know how I'm going to point it. I have a rough idea of where my frame lines are going to be. And I guess just go and do it. And I, I think that's sort of where you're headed there. And that you, I'm, you know, in this, for me, historical place, uh, <laughs> taking what I can out of it based mm -hmm. on what I've seen others do, whether it be, am I, am I, um, aping them, ripping them off, maybe to a certain extent, but the image is still me. The images that come mm -hmm. out are still pictures I would take, you know? Yeah. You know? And I, uh, and I love that idea. And I'm just, I'm right there with you, Dave. Um, yeah. that's, uh, it's exactly. And it, and it's, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, going out and doing it and, and just jumping mm -hmm. in the thing I love, I think the most about photography Aside from the, and it's funny because the product, the actual images themselves, as I get older, mean less and less to me, even though when yeah. it's a really good one, it's such a huge win and I feel really good about it. And then yeah. the baby's born, it goes down the river and it's <laughs> it has for the next one. What I really love about photography is, is the, if there's any planning to be done, you know, you do the planning, you're going on this trip, you're doing this thing. Okay. What am I going to do? Um, you know, and I used to work downtown and which wasn't that long ago, you know, I think, you know, and when Mark and I would go walk and what, you know, what direction are we going to go? We're going to go down this street or up that street and so on. And the whole idea of the act of doing it and Antonio and I in New York, like we're headed this way and the light is get, try and get the light right. Oh, there's a cluster of people over here, like the act of actually doing it and then getting back and doing post and then editing it and then mm. putting some of the images to social media or arranging to have a print made, all those kinds of things. Every aspect of the, of the process I love, you know, yeah. And if there's disappointment, oh, I, you know, I screwed up this image. It's out of focus. Um, you know, exposure's wrong or whatever. I can't, I can't uh, rescue it in Lightroom and so on. Sure, that happens. But other than that. So let me ask, how would you, uh, Ward, I mean, given what you just said about Dave's work about like doing something that you don't understand, right? And, and going for it because that's where the beginning of creativity is. How, how, how would you, 
I want to say kickstart that. Because as you guys are talking about this, and I'm like, you know, like, I know I don't do that. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit more of like, I'm going to, I'm going to say conventional, but I'm not necessarily doing what Dave does is sort of pushing myself to some um, new understanding. And that's a, that's a place I want to visit, you know, um, just because I want to. And I don't do it often. And so maybe then this is for you, Dave, too. It's like, what's a way to sort of kickstart that uh, in a way? And this is like for everybody else who's listening who wants to, to you know, try to figure out something new to do or, or push that creative boundary by, by doing the, the, the unknown. And, I, and it's, a big, it's a big question. I know that. But I... Yeah. I think honestly, you're already doing one of the things that I would recommend. Because for me, since you know, when when all of this started, I don't know what that was like a month ago, somewhere in there, you know, a month and a half when you guys had your talk about it, and then we've been chatting in the Discord on and off. Um, so much of this for me, as I'm trying to wrap my head around it and and kickstart myself and in kind of give myself that nudge to look at, at other work and, you know, keep shooting and everything has been in mm -hmm. the form of whether it be just, just taking the time to intentionally sit down and think about it, let it, let it roll around in my head as much as it wants to. Um, let it come, you know, come at it from any different angles that, that I feel like, but also it's the journaling, it's the writing, it's the, mm. you know, looking at, a, at other photos and jotting some thoughts down and saying, well, maybe this is what it's referring to, or maybe mm -hmm. that, or, you know, mm -hmm. even just general journaling, like, you know, the thought is there, what do I think of this? You know, what, where am I at with it today? Kind of a thing. And I think the act of writing it and I don't want to make any, any writers angry, but I think there <laughs> really is something to putting physical pencil or pen to paper that makes a difference because you are engaging your mind at the same time as your your hand. That physical act helps you better parse through those ideas and better digest them, I think. Um, it, it can do that even if you're writing, you know, on a keyboard, on a computer. But I think when you sit down yeah. with pen and paper, pencil and paper, whatever it is, and allow yourself to be just present there and thinking about it and letting those thoughts flow out and everything else, I think that makes a huge difference in for me personally has been one of the things that has helped further this along for me in this last month or month and a half, whatever it's been more than anything I've done with a camera. I, I'm going to, Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was going to, you, yeah, no. you finish your thought. Cause I was going to kind of turn what Dave said on its head. <laughs> so. uh oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh no. Did, maybe no, in a good way. What I'm going to say in my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I agree and my experience with writing with my hand these days is mm -hmm. so much different than writing on a keyboard. And, and since we talked about this until we were blue in the faces about the photo journaling, mm -hmm. uh, I've gotten so many, I've mentioned this to a lot of people, like in, in, in some different Facebook groups and to a photographer group that I'm part of and, and even to my classes. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing people looking at that and saying, wow, what, what a great idea to do that. And I'm like, yeah, like, why? 
I said, I can't be the only one who's thought about this. This is not something brand new. But to see that people don't do this, like they mm-hmm. don't contemplate, they don't reflect on pictures, they, they look at them for a certain amount of time and then move on, and they all want to be photographers, or they all want to be, you know, and this is fine. This is just what goes on. But since I've taken, I've slowed down, I mean, because you have to physically slow down, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, it's, you know, I can, you can type much faster than you can handwrite in a legible <laughs> handwriting. Uh, that act of forcing thought through the arm, from the, from the eyes to the arm to the fingers to the, like there's this whole, you can actually, I think I could feel the connection. Mm-hmm. And, and spending time with imagery or concepts behind imagery or art does make a difference, makes a huge difference, and does make me think about trying different things just because, yeah, I'm writing about something. I'm looking at someone's image or a concept or I'm making connections between two other photographers and their images and maybe my image, and, and all of a sudden I'm saying, oh, here's, you know, I, I do, like what to paraphrase Ward before, like I could ape them or I could <laughs> use these sort of combined concepts or ideas or thoughts or feelings I have about a picture and, and, and start working towards my own. Uh, and so it's kind of going, harking back to the, what I said about like, you know, that commercial or one person sees someone else doing something and it goes on. It's like, that's that kind of thing, but that how ha- that happens within, you know, my own brain. Or mm-hmm. something, but uh, yeah. Sorry, so Ward, I want to hear what you're gonna. I want to hear. Well, you you kind of suffered through me when we were walking in the, on the street. Of, uh, I mean, I have tried. I haven't abandoned my journal altogether, but I find it difficult, and it is, I think, largely because with my work in computers, there's a lot of words and technicalities and. Uh, abstractions that happen that are all in the that language center in the brain and when I'm photographing I'm not verbal I am not mm-hmm. and and um, you know I can look at a picture and the picture is not a description of what's going on or even a description of the feeling that's being imparted by the image it is like oh <laughs> you know yes. that's as much language <laughs> as I can bring to it <laughs> because it's a projection in my head of yep. all of that all at once. And I don't try and parse it out too much. So if you look at my journal, it is just tracking of my technique and a little bit of the thought process of, do I want to go down this route of this particular kind of image? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It is not, um, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I've struggled to, I mean, and I'm, I'm trying to find ideas or candidates that I could put images in, you know, we've got that little sprocket, HP sprocket printers, uh, those little printer, you know, I'm trying to find examples of, of images that I've shot lately that I can put in there and talk about them and, and I can't, I can't pull the information out of what it is I want to say in my brain and make it relate to the images. And so I just put the images down there and I talk about my thought process on the day 
I want to, mm-hmm. you know, the pictures of my aunt who's passed away. I would want to say, whatever I do with this, it has to be uh, dignified. Mm-hmm. That's as, that's all I can really say about it. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's just going to have to sit and spin around in my brain uh, for a while. And like, how am I going to do this in post? Is it, is there going to be any kind of public consumption? Maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, so in that way, I'm, I'm a poor, I'm a poor diarist. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but well, I think it, I, I think, uh, as, as time goes by and I look back at the journal, mm-hmm. I think it will have more meaning for me for sure. But at this moment, uh, I have, I'm struggling to find the value in my brain of recording, um, much more than, um, you know, much more than, than basic stick figures, uh, of information <laughs> about, like I say, my technique and, and a bit mm-hmm. of my thought process. So that's all. So you guys win in terms of like, you, you have these no. fabulous, cool documents. No, what, that's not what I'm, no, 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 I'm just teasing. <laughs> win. No, no, no. But I mean, I, I, y- you seem to be getting a lot of uh, juice out of it and I, I am not, I'm finding it a switch in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel in a way is kind of taking me away from the camera. Um, and it's could be cause I'm mm-hmm. like what they say in the computer business, single threaded, you can only do mm-hmm. one thing at a time. I can't, I can't branch. Uh, well, here's, here's where I think what's different for you though, because I agree when I'm shooting, I'm very much like you. It's, uh, Oh, look at that. You know? And I don't, I don't, I don't verbalize it in that moment. For me, that all happens later, sometimes months, years later. My journaling, I don't have, I I hate to say it, but I haven't done a specific photo journal yet because I have a general journal where I just write thoughts, ideas, what kind of stream of consciousness, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I might be writing one line and talking about how angry I am that, you know, uh, stupid utilities went up this month. And in the next second, a thought will pop in and I just let it go and I jot it down. But what you do, I think, you know, even if you're documenting just that simple stuff, you know, the the immediate sentence or two, whatever comes to mind on there, you probably more than any photographer I know, Ward, have this amazing capacity to, you do your journaling in your head so much. Like you will chew over these ideas and you will let them percolate and you will let that all just kind of bubble and stew together until something emerges for you that you're looking at. Mm. For me, that'll happen some, but suddenly everything just is is jumbled and bouncing off each other and nothing makes sense. So by putting it down in written form, that helps me get to that coherent space that you're doing in your head. So I think as long as you have something there that you're putting down that's going to give you the information you need later mm. when you're thinking about it, it meets the same ends. I mean... We don't all write the same. Hemingway wrote different than Steinbeck writes different than Brandon Sanderson, you know, mm-hmm. different, different types of writing for everyone. As long as it works for you, I think that's the key though. Okay, good. Now I don't feel so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as you were bringing that up, I pulled out, I pulled out a, 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 I started a new photo journal, not because I just wanted something that was larger. Like right now, physically I was using something smaller and I'm realizing I don't have enough space to talk about what I want. And so, you know, part of, uh, I, I can show it to you. Actually, let me turn off this, let me turn off this uh, background focus thing so that I can actually focus. Well, you guys see that? So I'm, yep. showing, I'm showing a picture of my journal 
with uh, actually these on on the right are paintings from this person. What's his name? Wilhelm Hammershoy, hmm. who uh, paints in a style of like um, kind of like uh, empty rooms with people in it, and uh, just there's something very resonant about that. They look very photographic. And then this other page, I'm showing a, a connection between a Herb Ritz picture, uh, Edward Weston picture, and a Vivian Meyer picture. Mm. And one of the things I've started to do with this is, I, you know, I find these pictures that I like and I print them, but I don't write about them. I just stick them into mm. a sort of a folder in the back mm. of the, the thing. And when I get to the coffee shop or something like that, I start pulling them out and seeing if I could find connections mm. between That's a great process. Pictures. Cool. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, when I'm looking at Ward... Ward can do this in his head and has a process, and, mm -hmm. and I don't, uh, not saying one is better than the other, but I, I think I still have a lot to catch up on. And uh, like I said, you know, having done the, the work commercially and not spending, paying attention and then meeting you guys and starting to have to think about photography in a different way, which I just never gave myself the chance to do it. And so, you know, for me, this is sort of like, almost like going back to school again with within myself. And you guys in in the group, you know, I share, we share this, uh, or I share these ideas with you guys, and I get feedback or start a discussion, and that starts the the interplay in my mind, and 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 the the ideas that start coming out, and the mm -hmm. the concepts and stuff like that. And so, to me, I find it's very, and especially like you know, uh, I think I never knew about you know we talked about in the last episode, Ward Trent Park. Mm -hmm. I never knew about him until you told me. I think, I think you told me about him. Pretty sure. Yeah, I've had the book for just about ten years. You've had that book, but you know, all of a sudden, I discover him, and I buy, you know, I buy the book, and um, I'm having this experience, which I think is something that you can, like, when I look at that book that we were talking about, Monument, mm -hmm. to me, that's the kind of book board that you would make, right? It's a, it's a, an experience unto itself. It's this whole, I, I indescribable, big shoes, work buddy. of art. <laughs> Huh? Big what? shoes to fill, buddy. <laughs> but I think that's 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 the the kind of thing I think you're you're grasping at or what you're going for. I would love your, to. I ordered in, the third the third printing, so we'll. Uh, no, I ordered one too. Yeah, so, so I. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll let you know. But that's very kind of you to say that. I I you know I'm just. Well, you know, and we we sort of. Uh, cover i want to say cover all the bases we cover a lot and unfortunately we don't uh we don't have uh mark wasn't able to join us his his connection doesn't work i would have loved to to talk about this with him we'll, have to, we'll do another show I'm here. oh Easy. you're here all right yeah i found my old mic or oh. stole it back from my kid right. i just don't have uh video you don't have video oh well but you do have audio. Say we'll say hello. So <laughs> I'm, I'm back after a little bit, after an hour. <laughs> I've been worried about you. You've dis you've disappeared, but we're st we're still on. We're still on. Come on and join us. I gotta come in between all the bumps and loud noises in my house. I don't have a I don't have a room anymore. It's, my family is spread out, and so I got not, no space, no quiet spaces anymore. Well, we all need that. Not even in the basement, so <laughs> good time. It sounds like you're going to have to make a, a, a new space for yourself somehow. Well, I, it's kind of in progress, but uh, I just haven't had the 
willpower to do it later. <laughs> so my wife is wanting me to move my dark room. Are you still doing dark room? You, are you doing no, dark room work? I haven't for a while no. now because uh, it got half moved. So it's half of it set up and half of it's in a boxes. So it's, yeah, two places and 100% unusable. So, um, yeah. But if I get around to building that space, then I'll have a, should have a quieter space at least someday. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, are you doing are you doing any shooting lately? Or no. Even even going through your old stuff? Uh no, I haven't done anything new for a long time. A lot of it was due to uh you know, just the, the work situation. Yeah. Just drain just just draining and all like physically, psychologically, emotionally. It's just a bad scene. So I feel like a little bit recovering from that. Um Although I was, no, oh, I'm, I'm going to get popcorn noises. You guys talk and then I'll come back in okay. like <laughs> three minutes. I, you know, now I want popcorn. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a dark room again. I actually was thinking about like if I could set up a dark room again and figure out a way to, to dry negatives um, hmm. without getting like cat fur on them. Some way to create a, uh, like a vacuum sealed uh, or airtight, drying cabinet which i could hang up and then do film again but i don't know i didn't i'm the thought of doing film again is just oh boy you know it's a little bit of a headache and then thinking about all the chemistry and stuff like that and i don't think you can just dump chemistry now down your uh down your sink although i don't know we used to say if you pour them all at once it'll be a neutral ph it'll be fine <laughs> I guess it's okay because the crap we pour down the sink now, anyway. You know, Mister Clean and all this other garbage. How, how yes. much worse can Dectol and uh, you know D seventy six be or whatever? So, yeah. I mean, I, before my popcorn experience, here, I was going to say I was realizing I think uh, that this year's the tenth anniversary, which is a disturbing thing to say. Of uh, when I did my uh, hundred strangers photo series I started in about this time in 2014 so I was thinking I should dig those up and repost them so so remind us what that was because there's probably a, people who don't know that you did this project oh yeah I, I, it's so I found it it's a, there was a group and I, I don't know if it's still on Flickr I haven't been on Flickr for a while but uh, and it's a it's a chat it's like a self-directed challenge where you approach a hundred the goal is to approach a hundred strangers on the street and take their portrait. Um, and so, yeah, I decided to do that in 2014. And I think, I can't remember if I finished, if it took me a year to finish it or if I finished it by September. Now it's fuzzy whether I finished in that. I think I did finish by September. So it took me like six or eight months um, to do this. That, that's when I met Ward. When I was in the middle of that project, yeah, so. and Mark is like the best I've ever seen at luring women, especially. Hey, you want to come into this back alley? I'll take your picture. <laughs> no, no. What's the Cunningham at? Uh, yeah, what's Bill his name Cunningham. in New York? There, uh, Bill Cunningham. Bill. Yeah. yeah, they'd say he's the master. But but he wore he wore you know a seersucker suit and rode a bicycle around yeah. the place. Fair enough. <laughs> he had that he had that appeal. Um, 
actually, I, I think there was a couple of reasons why I did that project because I think it was a time we were I was involved. It was kind of a, it was really early when I was seriously learning, and all the books are like you can't take pictures at noon because the light sucks. Blah 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 blah. And uh, so I kind of just took it as a challenge to well, I'm going to do portraits at lunchtime in yeah in the middle of the day, and so the whole book I would say. Try to think through. I think most, if not all, were taken between like 11 a.m. and 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And so, you know, like I think it was, I don't know, it was just a huge learning experience for, for using light. And I think that's, I think it was really that project that got me thinking about, I don't know, I think a lot of people think about photography as the taking the subject. Um, but I, I like, I think of it more as the subject is just the canvas for the light. Mm. And I, and you know, that when one ward was downtown, we were walking around a lot downtown, you know, we would, that's really what, I don't know. It's what I was looking for all the time. And the downtowns are really, well, at least our city downtown is really great for the light through, through the buildings and reflecting and, and just creating all this crazy, shadow and light geometry and then the winter light is even more spectacular because of the low angle so you kind of cheat at that kind of blue hour all the time but um yeah and in the middle of your city you've got all those ref glass reflections too yeah. right yeah we got a lot of glass buildings for sure which yeah. makes so you get that when, especially when you get that light that's low it just bounces all around the place so you get these crazy yeah. call it crossfire yeah. Is yeah, that what you call it? Yeah, because light comes yeah. reflects from the light that you're getting is from a building across the street. You know, this gl glare. Or from several blocks away that's bounced through this tunnel of light and it's crazy. Like sometimes you're looking at something and you're like, where is that light coming from? Because it shouldn't be here. I can't even see the sun. It's like a movie light shining a pool on some yeah. other building. And you're like, where, where is this coming from exactly? Yeah, it's really, but, uh, yeah, so I, I guess I should, I should at least look through them, or at least grab one of the books I made and, and flip through it again. I'm going to find that hardcover book. That was, it's my favorite rendition of that series. Where did so you, I did a hard, where did you print a hardcover it? book from, Bur from Blurb, from oh, okay. Blurb. And it's, uh, I think an eight by eight or six by six square. And so all the other, like the other printing, I the other printings I did were uh, double-sided. So, you know, because a hundred, this was a smaller print size. Um, but I, for this hardcover, I did it all single one page per photo. And so it's really thick and it's on, I printed it on a matte paper, um, which I think is one of my favorite ways to do prints, even in the dark room. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, my, definitely my favorite version of that of that series is that that book. Have we seen that stuff somewhere? The Hundred Strangers, yeah. Uh, other uh, than your website or something like that, or it was on my website. I, I don't have one anymore. It's okay. uh, I took it down. Uh, it's still. I think it's still lingering in in uh, Flickrland, um, which I I couldn't even know if I could point you to it at this moment. I think if you search 
I bet if you searched Canadian portraitist on Flickr, you'd probably it would still come up. Um, I you know that's where the so the project initiated on Flickr. There's a whole there was I imagine there still is a hundred strangers group that sort of the support group for people wanting to do it. But um, yeah, that was that project. But ten years that's. Uh, it's a long time, my friend. It's a frightening thing to be able to say. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think. Well, that, even the job I left, I, I left uh, seven months short of 20 years, which is also Dang. a disturbing yeah. thing to think about. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I just got, uh, it was 2013 where I started uh, my my um, association with brick the place that i do my freelance video work and teaching so i started there in 2013 and it's like you know what 10 years is a chunk of time because <laughs> yeah i i was about to turn 50 and now i'm about to turn 60 <laughs> yes go ahead smile ward <laughs> hey i'm right there with you we're only a few months i know apart. we're the same age I know it's <laughs> oh man uh, We've got the Santa beard going on for those right. of you. And has a lovely texture. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking like, I should grow a Santa beard too, but I can't stand a beard. I start, you guys with the beards, both, all three of you got the, I don't know how you get past a couple of weeks. I'm like sitting there like scratching like mad. So uh, well, I know we're getting on time here, so I want to, I want to kind of, circle and wrap this up a little bit but i mean i guys can talk to you guys for another hour and stuff but i don't know who's going to listen to us for another hour. <laughs> uh let me just start or finish by saying uh what was i going to say i totally lost my train of thought this is what happens when you turn when i turn almost 60 uh you were talking about journals and dark rooms and your Mark's work, and I lost it. So, Ward, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is... Legacy. This is, we, uh, I don't know. We've, we've gone on we've, we've, long enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. I mean, it's, you know, I'm really grateful you guys joined us for this episode. And I kind of like that it's... like I didn't want to make a big deal of it, other than the fact that it's 200 episodes. Although, you know, I, I was saying this last last week that... My hosting company thought two episodes ago or my 200th episode, just because I think I had a couple of extra small ones. And so I'm like, like, congratulations, 200 episodes. You want to download the, the badge and stuff like that? I'm like, eh. But now I can. Now I'll put the badge up. I mean, we've got 200 legitimate episodes. Um, and I'm, you know, it's sort of like when I have a big birthday or for me, like I don't, I kind of don't want to make a big deal about it, you know, although that is a big deal uh, and there's an accomplishment. And I think, um, I don't think I could have done this without all you guys and, and uh, everybody and our, our Discord and support for the stuff that Ward and I are doing and before that and just supporting me as well over the, the stuff that I've been going through and allowing me to support you guys. You know, there's like, there's something about being on the other side of it too that, uh, that makes it worth it. And I think the show that we're this that uh, we've put together here you know may not be the most popular photography podcast i'm not out to make it popular i just enjoy talking about photography and i'm enjoying that there are people who like listening 
to this, you know, and, and what we have to say. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit different than any other photography podcast. Just yeah, the I content think so too. is is different. It's not we're not doing gear reviews. We're not doing. Well, I was going to say I'm pretty disappointed that you know there's no gear reviews. <laughs> there's no gear talk and like I can wave sentence, something in the like, camera and say I I want to review so. this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. I I have no well yeah I have nothing to. I got a, I got a knife here. I, I could, I could review my fountain pens, but nobody really cares about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, all of you, uh, and for those of you know the unusual collective who's not, who are unable to join us tonight, and then everybody else are the listeners who support the show just in in dropping us a line now and then. It's uh, really kind of special uh, for you guys to do that and keeps keeps me going for doing this and and uh i I love being able to talk to this talk about this stuff with you and we're all sort of in the same similar wavelengths so thank you for that dave thank you that mark thank you ward back at you yeah yeah so uh let's let's do the round table here uh Mark, is there any place that we can find you? Like, would you say Flickr is probably the place to go look for Canadian portraits? Uh, I'm still, I'm still have my Instagram. Oh, you do? Um, I think okay. I what is it? Posted two photos, new photos in the last, you know, eighteen months. It's Canadian portraitist is on is my is my uh, Instagram. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, that that my new office gives me a front row seat to the sunrises in the morning. So. Um, there's been some spectacular ones here in the last few few weeks. So even though it's like taking the same photo, it's like, no, it's just so like this morning or yesterday morning was that classic blue and orange. Yeah. I didn't post it, but anyway, cool. medium portraits on Instagram. Thank you. And Dave, please tell us where you can find you. Probably. Hmm. <laughs> start thinking where are you gonna yeah what, what i think the easiest thing to do if i spend most of my time over on substack these days a little bit on instagram and in stuff with the book um discussions and stuff but um, easiest place would just be substack.com slash and then the at symbol dave dave swiduck s-z-w-e-d-u-i-k um that'll get you to both my newsletters and the photography stuff and there's links there for social medias and all that stuff. So that's probably the easiest place. Cool. I'll put all the links in the in the show notes. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And Ward, where are we looking for you? Well, you can find me on Vero on Twitter <laughs> at WRosenPhoto <laughs> on Instagram as Ward Rosen Fine Art. Try not to sound too excited about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on Facebook, I'm Ward Rosen Photo. And my website is rosin.ca. That's R-O-S-I-N.ca. And our unofficial sponsor for the show unofficial sponsor. is Ornis Photo. O-R-N-I-S dot photo. That's where you can find me. And Antonio, where can we find you in the internet? Yeah. So, yeah. Instagram. We have wonderful. At AM Rosario Photo. You know, I'm looking at these places. I'm like, I haven't gone on Flickr or Twitter or whatever we call it now forever but it's am rosario there my website's amrosario.com our website streetshots.photography and because substack is becoming a thing and and actually i did get a newsletter out recently so join our substack at streetshots.substack.com that's becoming such a big thing these days maybe we'll, we'll do a 
talk about Substack and photography um, one day. Anyway, and if you want to uh, support the show by buying us a coffee, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Antonio Rosario. We, we put the show together. We don't have any advertising. You know the whole thing. We're just doing this. So any, But you know what? If you just reach out to us and, and tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, or just you know give us a suggestion, I, I, that goes a long way, you know? So uh, please, please let us know what you like and what you don't like. The Trent like. Park and show was a, a listener, the Trent Park show, yeah, listener suggestion. Yeah, totally a listener thing. Yeah. So uh, reach out that way. And uh, look, guys, thank you for uh, thank you for being with us on our 200th show. It's nice to to have you guys with us, and it's good to see you guys. Unfortunately, the podcast you can't see you, but I can see you guys. But, uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, you, know, you have to look at me, but no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I turned, you know what? I turned off my self view as I don't want to look at myself. <laughs> so I'd rather look at you guys than look at myself, but I guess that's across the board. So anyway, uh, yeah, promises, promises. We'll we, uh, want to get some guests on. I got a couple, you know, we got, a, like I said, a long list of people. So we'll see what we can do for the year. So anyway, guys, have a, have a good night and thanks for joining and. Uh, all the folks who are listening will probably see you in a couple weeks, right? All right. Take care. All right. Good night. Good night.